Hello and welcome to the <laughs> Dustin Eric Podcast Show, brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. Today we're on 47. episode number 13, Cabling and Grounding. Making sure you don't fry your equipment and that you negotiate in one gig. Today's special guests, again, Jeff Jones and Art Feldman. Hey guys, wow. good to see you. Hey, Hi, Art. Thanks for coming back to the Eric, show. Jeff. I'm surprised we haven't scared you guys away yet. So uh, It takes a lot more than that. Okay, well, I'm sure we can make something happen for you. So Scared jumping in here... Uh, Today's main course, uh, cabling and grounding. So you can see here on the table, we have several different coils of cable. Uh, we have Cat5 unshielded cable, or Cat5e unshielded cable, also known as UTP. We have Cat5e shielded, which is also known as STP. We have some Cat6 unshielded cable, and then some Cat6 shielded cable. Yep. So the biggest thing here is the Cat5e, it doesn't have the center shielding or the center plastic oh, the, part. The spline or the, the spline, dielectric. Uh -huh. Which uh, is used to keep the cable pairs apart. Do you want to explain why? Right. But uh, with the dielectric or the, the spline in there, um, we we do – and the – let's take the – well, here, let's back up. Let's take the uh, – let's take the – Let's take the unshielded 5E right here. So what speeds are we going to get with this, by the way, also? Well... Here's the 5E unshielded conventional twist. Anything 5E should reach up to a gig. A gig, and we're, we, can, we can maintain uh, that at, say, 100 meters, maybe a little, little better, but we always say, say, 100 meters, about 328 feet. Okay. So this, uh, this 5E doesn't have the spline or the dielectric. The dielectric is generally, it can be air a glass or some kind of PVC uh, separation between uh, uh, twisted pair. Uh, you'll see it. We have it in coaxial cable, uh, and, and there's a dielectric uh, air guide in, in, in RF cables, so there's no physical thing. It's just air between the, uh, the, the center conductor uh, and the shield, et cetera. Um, and this stuff here, so there's no dielectric, or, again, spline on this. Right. So um, we can see all four pairs. Uh, and any noise that's that's brought in or ingress of noise that comes into this cable uh, will be actually canceled out in the twisted pair. And the hierarchy generally is blue, orange, green, brown. And that's not the wiring convention, the 568B, 468A, et cetera. But that's, that's a hierarchy of twists per inch, blue, orange, green, brown. And I see, so we see more twist as we go in the colors blue and then orange a little bit less brown and then green you'll see per inch the different twist rates and those are difference for velocity and, and noise canceling uh, functions all right so uh, before we we move on we have these four cables here cat six is the lowest on the list that you want to use and we'll explain why right now so art if you hold this up here so the camera can see it so this cable has, of course, the center spline we talked about and four twisted pair, but there's no foil shielding. So the issue with Cat6 to Cat6 shielded is that the Cat5e, it doesn't have the spline, so any uh, ingress of outside interference will be canceled out by the electromagnetic field that it creates. With this, the spline in the middle here, it keeps that from happening on the pairs. So any ingress and noise, there won't be an electromagnetic field to help cancel that out. So you'll have more noise on Cat6 unshielded than you will on any other 
cat cable here on this table. So if you didn't have this spline in here, then that wouldn't be an issue, but then it wouldn't really be cat six. So with the cat six shielded cable, so on this cat six cable here, you have the spline, but you also have the foil shielding as well. Will that maintain, since it's a six and above, that will maintain say up to 10 gig speeds? Uh, I believe it's also one gig. Now, if you had Cat 7 or this Cat 6A stuff, maybe so. I guess you have to you have to also you have to look at it. Look but, at the specifications. But for the stuff on this table, everything's <clears throat> up to a gig. Oh, okay. So because of the shield here, that'll help keep the outside interference from interfering with your cabling. So you don't have to have that electromagnetic field to help cancel out noise because of the shielding. So that's why Cat 6 shielded is much better than Cat 6. And even Cat5e or e-shielded is better than Cat6. So, of course, number one on the list that you should use is Cat6 shielded, which is what these two guys here always yeah. recommend. That's what Eric and I always recommend. But if you don't have it, you can always potentially use Cat6 shielded or Cat5e shielded. Right. But if you start having issues, these two guys, again, are going to tell you to replace your cable and do Cat6 shielded. Anyway, you, you guys, I'm sure, have plenty of stories or plenty of experience with, with people not using shielded cabling and having issues. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? So right now, our customers actually are using the shielded cabling. The, the, what I'm noticing, probably Jeff's doing, uh, noticing the same, um, not everyone's actually using the, a metal connector. They'll use a plastic RJ45 connector. Right. And uh, a lot of them don't know how to actually use the, uh, uh, the, drain, the, the drain wire and just leaving it either taking it out or not even not utilizing it and the plastic connector uh, doesn't have any doesn't really have an effect so what we support from the most perspective is the cat6 shielding with um, with using the drain wire and a, and a yeah. metal rj45 connector yeah. so you get the full circuit and, and uh, um, uh, properly properly done so yeah so I mean uh, that, that's basically yeah so we're um, the issue that we're seeing is the is not having the full the, the uh, doing it all the ways we're recommending. Uh, with the sheathing, with the uh, uh, with the drain wire, and with the metal connector. Um, with, uh, also, when you're connecting to a um, um, to a C5 or one of our pro other products that have a plastic PoE port, um, what is the need? What is the need of having a metal connector? There isn't one, so that's why we re recommend using a NID, uh, and that and that provides the uh, the entire circuit of metal to metal RJ45 um, mm, connection. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's what I've noticed. I'm sure Jeff's probably. Uh, that's something similar, or yeah, I think it, I think it's really important to make sure that you are using end-to-end uh, -end, uh, metal termination just for that very purpose of keeping the signal out or the signal in and the interference out. Um, the metal connectorized uh, RJ45, uh, you can pick those up pretty much anywhere. Just make sure that you get ones that are rated for Cat Six. Yep, yep. Uh, also on the cats. I've noticed that this this 5e here is is has a stranded uh, conductor. This stuff uh, usually it's 23, 24, or 24 gauge is typical of all the, the Cat series. Uh, this is stranded. This stuff's really hard to use. You ever use this? It's really hard to terminate. It could be a, it could be a challenge. And, uh, and most of on most of the stuff you get on the market's a, a solid conductor. That's easy. Uh, and another thing we want to look make sure that you purchase is a uh, is. Uh, a solid uh, copper conductor. Some of this is uh, a, a copper core. What's, what's the term again? 
forget the term. Co- copper clad. Co- copper clad. So yeah. you've got maybe a, a some kind of ma- an aluminum conductor with well, don't a, use that <laughs> with a, with a copper uh, coating over the top. It's it's not proper. It's very brittle as well. So it's kind of like what we're showing here on the screen. You have something on the screen. So uh, we have uh, two cables here. One that's uh, a legit uh, cable manufacturer compared to a knockoff cable manufacturer. Okay. So. Uh, some knockoff cables, they don't even twist the pairs. So it's pretty much just straight cable and a, a jacket. So yeah. you lose your uh, your magnetic field that we were talking about earlier. It's just yeah, your, a straight your cable. Yeah, so your noise reduction uh, potentials. Yeah, so you're just bringing in a lot of noise on the line and slowing your speed significantly on that. Actually, if you have uh, just, just two wires like that that aren't twisted it's just in parallel, that's just susceptible to all kinds of noise. Remember, there's there could be uh, five of these run in parallel for a couple several hundred feet. There might be there might be three dozen different uh, conductors, uh, low voltage, under sixty volt conductors like this stuff, just going. And uh, there's going to be cross talks. There's going to be a lot of stuff. These things are running by ceilings and uh, along electrical circuits, and hopefully perpendicular to other conductors. And we just want to keep all the noise out as best we can. So I know we always mention Shireen, but you don't have to use Shireen. But just make sure you're using a a reputable brand of cable. Uh, there's several brands out there. They're all decent cable, but make sure you check and see your box and stuff. Make sure it doesn't look like it's some knockoff box or mm-hmm. anything like that. Because if it is, don't even use it. Send the stuff back. Make sure your distributor or reseller is giving you genuine cable. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. Yep, yep. So do you guys have any other stories or anything you want to talk about with cabling? No, I think you hit it right on. Just make sure that you're not compromising quality and price. I mean, if you have a a, a top-notch wireless system and you have low-grade cabling, then you just built a low-grade uh, wireless network. So don't let that be the weak link of your network. Any issues with, say, uh, RJ45EZ? We've got the tools. We have, uh, we'll see the ice cubes or the RJ45 uh, connectors. Um, you want to look at that stuff too. Those EZs might be good for indoor and, you know, in, in temperature controlled environments, but using EZ with the exposed copper uh, on the ends into a specific device that may, may, uh, you may see rust or some oxidation in there ahead of time. So when, what about putting dielectric on that? I'll put some uh, non-conductive uh, super lube or, or grease. Yeah, well, you, you, we do that in the field uh, for all our, our radio points uh, when we plug in. Um, I'm, I'm sure that would retard or or uh, or keep the uh, the cable from oxidizing sooner than it might. But you know, generally, I, d- I don't like to use the easy or the feed through type of uh, terminations uh, for outdoor field use. Well, there's tons of people out there who use it. So oh, I'm sure a- a- they'll, absolutely, they'll fight you. It's they'll preference, and yeah. I know they will be. Yeah, at that point, it's just preference. So yeah. cost. I mean, cost yeah. is an issue for for all deployments, right? So, right. uh, so customers will say, so if I'm using, if I'm using a, um, for Cat6, Cat6 uh, uh, shielded outdoors, why do I need to use Cat6 shielded indoors? Couldn't I just use a Cat5? Couldn't I just use a Cat6 for indoor use? If it's only going to remain indoors, I'm going from my POE to my network or to my direct device. What do I need to use well, a you, again, shielded there's, cable? Again, there's other low voltage. There's data. There's uh, you know there might be control lines that uh, um, there's there's other uh, services that are in the walls going vertical up, up through. Uh, uh, for, for, there's some plenum needs uh, for vertical 
uh, between floors, you're also might be uh, with uh, uh, parallel to other connectors that are with other in other systems or networks. You might have a bunch of these wires, you know, uh, in a bundle, uh, you know, running together. So what if it's just going in a closet and going yeah. directly into a uh, into my network switch device? I, I think if you know where the cable ends and begins, you know that's your stuff. Uh, you've terminated everything at both ends, fine, and I think that should be fine. Yeah, it's kind of personal preference. But if you're running it along a, a bunch of AC powers, then you definitely want to either cross it, you know. Perpend yeah, you go like, perpendicular to that stuff. Or you need to make sure you have you decent shielded cable, and even then you still might bring in some kind of interference on the line. Okay, so. that's, a, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good point. So anyway, I guess uh, we're going to leave it here, guys. So uh, thanks for joining us on uh, the cabling portion of our episode. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.